Can you hear me all right? Um, so at all the masses, this is my last uh, pastoral visit to all the parishes. So since I've been your bishop, uh, four years tomorrow. So that's good, my anniversary. And I, um, but we have 57 parishes and 38 missions. And in the last three and a half years, I visited almost all of them now three times. And I'll just keep doing it until I fall over dead. So you're the last one. I'll be with you again on Thanksgiving. Then I have you again the third Sunday of Advent, Christmas. So I'm around town now a little bit more. I've been going out and about to the deaneries uh, for eight days, ten days, uh, visiting those areas while the weather provides those opportunities. So now you're stuck with me for the winter. Good to be with you all. One of my favorite readings here in Proverbs. I just think it's so beautiful. I think of my mother dear whenever I hear it, read it. When one finds a worthy wife, her value is far beyond pearls. That a beautiful image. Her husband entrusting his heart to her as an unfailing prize. That's just a beautiful image of marriage, huh? of a husband and a wife. Uh, but I especially think of it uh, since my dad's passing, his death in 2015. Fifteen years ago, my dad had open-heart surgery. And after open-heart surgery, the doctor told him, you know, August, maybe you should eat a little more oatmeal. It's good for the heart. Eat oatmeal. So he couldn't cook anything, but he learned how to make oatmeal. And for 10 years, almost every day, he'd get up and he'd make oatmeal for himself and for my mom. And they'd eat oatmeal almost every day. And when my dad died five years ago, my sister, the next morning after the funeral, got up and we're all there. And she said, Mom, how about I make us some oatmeal? And Mom said, no, I don't like oatmeal. <laughs> she ate it for 10 years. That's self-sacrificial love. It is. That's what it looks like. She did it for her husband. Now, Dad always ate everything that Mom made, but Mom was a lot better cook. But Mom did it as a sacrificial act of love. My dear people, especially families, eat more oatmeal. Not just doing your own thing. Sacrificial love within your family. Church has taught forever that as the family goes, so goes the church. When you see factions now in the church, I always scratch my head a little and I say, what is the state of our families? Because the church is made up of families. And so that's how the reform of, church, of the church happens. It's the strengthening of family life. So it's worth every effort, that sacrificial love. I asked my niece, I just did her wedding a couple of weeks ago, and I used this story for her homily. That's what made me think of it today. I said, would you eat oatmeal that much? And she said, no. And I said, that's why you need a sacrament called matrimony. That that sacrament of matrimony can teach you, if you're willing, to eat oatmeal every day. Second, Paul wrote to the Thessalonians. They were all worked up because Jesus didn't come back yet. They thought he was supposed to come back sooner. 
So he goes to visit them, but he also writes them some letters. And he tells them, don't worry yourself. He's going to come like a thief in the night. Right? So don't, just going to come like a pregnant woman and the labor pains that come. You're not going to stop it. Right? When Jesus comes. So be children of the daylight, not the darkness, not the night. We, we are children of the light. So stay alert. So a little question for you, a little reflection as we're beginning Advent here in a couple of weeks. If you knew for certain that next year at this time Jesus is coming back, that the second coming will be happening in this next year, how would you live differently? What would you change? Where do we need conversion? Because Jesus calls us to a radical conversion. That's a wonderful thing that I think just kind of on a snapshot says, yeah, I should give that attention this Advent. Because if I knew for certain he was coming back in a year, this is what I would work on. This is what I would do, right? Or this is what I would stop doing and start doing other things. That's my encouragement, huh? To live life right now as if Jesus is coming back this year. So let's get at it. And then finally the gospel of the talents. Scholars say that these talents were worth about 20 years of salary. So the owner, the master is being pretty dang generous giving five talents. That's a hundred years of earnings. So he had some wealth. But it says the master gave these talents, then he left. And it says, immediately the two went out and started trading. It doesn't say, immediately the two went out and doubled it. Uh-uh. It took time and work and energy. Right? that maybe the guy with five talents one day said, this is great, I increased it to 15. Then it dropped down to two. But he kept at it, trusting, right? That he's going to stay with it. And so did the one with two. The only thing that you can't do is bury it. Jesus isn't not too happy. That master's not too happy with that guy, right? Spend it, be spent, right? Go, not to get discouraged. This is Jesus' church. He's going to be here till he comes back. But he needs us. He wants us as his instruments. Right? And he trusts us. Just like the master trusted these guys and ladies to go at it. And the ups and downs, keep at it. Keep at it. So, eat more oatmeal. What would I change if I knew Jesus was coming back in a year? and keep it up.